Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been better than me than I've been to myself. Been better than me than been to myself. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are good. And your mercy endure it forever. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've been better to me than I've been to myself. My God, we glorify you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. You are such a good, 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 good father. My God, you are such a good father. I was thinking this morning as I was taking communion, um, if you missed what is going on, um, we are in a seven day consecration together. And one of the um, things God encouraged us in was to take communion daily, right before the devotional starts. And I was taking communion this morning. And as I was, as I was taking communion this morning um, and reading Isaiah 53, God was reminding me what Jesus did for me and how I lack nothing. Like Jesus in place. So like that was one of my revelations. Like I, I lack, like I'm reading this and I'm getting ready to take communion and I'm, I'm going over what he's saying And I'm listening because Isaiah is prophesying, but he's talking to us about the perfect sacrifice, right? And most of us hold on to Isaiah 53 and five, but he was bruised for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed, right? And we understand that how sin separates us from God, right? And the only thing that would cover our sins was the shedding of innocent blood, right? That's the only thing, right? And God wanted to completely remove sin. He wanted to remove the barrier, anything that stood in between him and myself, ourselves. And I, I, I just was thinking about all of the ways that I have tried to complete myself, all of the ways that I've tried to like work and make myself perfect. Like all of the ways that I've tried to do the right thing, right? Like always trying to be in position, always trying to say the right thing, always trying to to be the right thing, always trying to, um, be in the right place. And as I was taking communion and I was reading this, this morning, I'm like, you complete me. Like you complete me. I don't have to complete myself. Somebody ought to run right there. I don't have to complete myself. Like I've been trying to complete myself. But when I accepted you as Lord and Savior, like when I accepted you as Lord and Savior, you complete me. Like you complete me. So I don't have to spend all this time being perfect. I don't have to spend all this time thinking that I always have to say the right thing. I don't have to spend all this time. Like I I don't, you like, I don't lack. And that like, I was like, I don't lack anything. I don't lack wisdom. I don't lack knowledge. I don't lack intelligence. I don't lack love. I don't lack grace. I don't like lack mercy. Like I don't lack anything. And the reason that I don't lack absolutely anything is because you complete me. 
that that's enough to praise God. Like that's enough to praise God. Like you complete me. And if I understand that you complete me, if I got the revelation that you complete me and I don't lack nothing, then even when it seems like I'm lacking or something missing, I just invite you in to go on and complete that thing. If it feels like I'm lacking something, come on. Like I just invite you in to go ahead and complete me. I don't have to assert myself. I don't have to compromise myself. I don't have to position myself in different places, right? I don't have to do any of that. And the reason that I don't have to do that is because when you died on the cross for me, right? When you did this, like you, like you completed me. Um, it says, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Grief. Yet when his life was is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, okay, my righteous servant will make it possible, make it possible. My God, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier, right? His, his experience it's for many to be counted righteous. And if I'm counted righteous and he bore all my sins and he intercedes me, then guess what? I don't have to complete myself. And the reason that I do not have to complete myself is because he completes me and I lack absolutely nothing. Do you know how much time I spent trying to make myself up and make myself over and position myself for God's favor and position myself so people could like me or so I could be accepted. And every time I felt like I was lacking something, I needed to go get another degree or something else to make up for something else. Or I felt like I needed to dye my hair or lose weight. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just talking about the things that I've been over in the years, like all of these different things that I try to make myself up or make myself over or make myself better or change who I am or change the direction or fit what people thought I should be like and modifying myself and moving myself or playing myself down so somebody else could be comfortable with me and not walking in the fullness of who God called me to be. And one day I'm looking this day and one day I'm looking that way day and everything that I needed was in him and he already complete me and whoever couldn't accept me or even where I couldn't accept myself, I was always, I was already accepted by the blood and that's what his righteousness did for me. And so anything, anytime I come to the place where I feel like, um, I'm not enough or something is missing or something is wrong. I just open myself up and say, mm -mm, Jesus, you complete me like Jesus. You complete me. You complete me. You complete me. Anytime I'm lacking wisdom, wisdom, I ask for it. I don't have to assert myself. I don't have to pretend like I know everything. I don't have to position myself. I don't have to be okay when I'm not okay. All I have to say is, no, what? No, Jesus, you complete me. You make up for everything that I'm lacking. You make up for everything. I'm. And do you know he desires that? Like he's looking and longing for us. He's like, will you give me your your broken heart will you will you give me your destitute places will you give me your desolate places you do not have to be strong for me because I was sent to be strong for you my god do you know that takes the burden and the pressure off of you when you rec recognize that you don't have to perform for God if I could do like the shout, like the shout, like, do you know what that does when you take the recognition that I ain't got to perform? Like, I don't have to perform for God. This isn't about perform. This isn't performance based. I just got to receive the fact that God, that God completes me, that God completes me. And that all these things, like all these things 
are added unto me, right? I, I was chosen. I was chosen by God. God adopted me. Ephesians 1, if we skip over to even Ephesians 1, 3, it says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us. My God. So if I'm sealed in his love, if I'm sealed in his love, then I don't even matter. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. He loved us and he chose me. I'm chosen. I'm picked. I'm picked. Like, um, you know how we um, play, used to play games in school and we would wait to see who got picked. Baby, we all been picked first. We've all, we've all been picked first. We have been picked first. I've been picked first. You've been chosen first. I don't have to wait to see if the most popular kids pick me. I don't have to wait to see who, if who's a popular approves me. I don't have to wait to see what anybody else says. I'm not abandoned. I'm not orphaned because the moment that he blew breath into my mother's womb, he chose me. That moment, that moment he designed me. That moment I came alive. I'm not an accident. I'm not a mistake. That moment that he blew breath into my mother's womb and said, come on, Lakeisha, come forth. Lakeisha, come forth. Lakeisha, come forth. That was him choosing me, right? He take, you got, you got to take your rest in that. You got to take your rest. You got to be established in the fact that if nobody else ever picked me, God chose me. God chose me. God chose me. We've all been picked first. We've all, we're not out of, nobody ranks over anybody else. I was chosen. I was chosen right there. I was chosen at the moment of conception as he saw me in heaven and he placed me in my mother's womb. And he said, this is who you're going to be. I was chosen at that moment of conception. My God, I was chosen at that moment of conception. I'm not a mistake. I'm not an accident. It does not matter how others see me. He chose me and I can take my rest in that, right? God decided and advance to adopt us in our own family by bringing us into himself through Jesus Christ. He decided in advance, in advance, he said, right? He said in advance, I already know how she going to cut up. I already know how she going to act the fool. I already know every day she going to spend in the club. I already know who she going to cuss out. I already know that she going to have a baby out of wedlock. Or two, I already know that she's going to do all these things. I know she's going to walk away from the faith. I know that she's going to reject what I'm saying to her. I already know that she's going to do all that. Like, I know that she's going to make some very bad decisions. And still, he says in advance, I'm, I'm, I'm adopting her in advance. She's still my daughter in advance. I call her my own. I don't know about you, but I feel the release right there. I feel the affirmation. I feel the confirmation that I'm not accidental, that I'm here on purpose, that it's tied to something greater than myself. Because if he adopted me in his own family through Jesus Christ, even before I born and he is omniscient, um, the president, he, know, uh, he knows absolutely everything about me. He knows every detail. He knows my, and I'm still his and I'm still, I'm still his, I still belong to him. No matter what mistake I make, I still, he still owns me, right? No matter if they call him to the principal's office and say, is this your child? Do you know what they done? He boldly and proudly says, oh no, she belongs to me. Oh no, she belongs to me. Oh no, she buries, she, she bears my mark. She bears my glory. She belongs. Oh, absolutely. She's mine. She belongs to me. Absolutely. 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 It doesn't matter. Yep. She's mine. I, I take ownership. Do you see how she acted up? I said he's never embarrassed by us. He's never embarrassed by us. He's never embarrassed. She's still mine. She's mine. She bears the mark of my glory. She bears the mark of my glory. So he started that event. And then it says, this is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure, right? So we praise God for glorious grace, right? He extends his grace. He has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. So he didn't just speak up for me. He just called me his own. He also showered his kindness on me, his wisdom, his understanding, his grace. My God, this is the part. This is the part for me that seals the deal. It says God has now revealed to us 
his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan at the right time. He'll bring together everything under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and earth. Furthermore, can somebody say furthermore, because we are united with Christ. My God, we have received our inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. And he works, makes everything out. The fact he chose, man, he chose me. So I'm not lacking. I'm not incomplete. Even when I mess up, even when I'm overwhelmed, even when I'm consumed, I'm not lacking absolutely anything, right? Anything, any, anything. Furthermore, he chose me. My God, can you say that to yourself? He chose me. God chose me. I'm not here because my parents just had sex. That's not why I'm here. I'm here because God chose me. Do you know how that revolutionized? You, and then what, because I chose Jesus, because he gave me an offering and said, will you accept my son to be Lord and savior in your life? Right? So because he chose me, because he accepted his son, I accepted his son to be Lord and savior in his life. Right? Then I'm joint heir with this. I'm joint heir. So if you want to read that on your own, that's Ephesians one third through the 12 verse. He chose me like he chose me. He chose me. He selected. I'm, I'm handpicked. You know how when you go to the grocery store, well, you should, and you looking through all your fruits and vegetables and you looking and you seeing he hand selected me. And what I love by him is he hand selects us. He don't care if we bruised. He don't care if we battered. He don't care if we scorned. He's, he's not as picky as we are with our fruit. He's not as picky as we are. He still says, this is good fruit. <laughs> this is good fruit. This is good fruit. I'm handpicked by God. My God, what a message just right there. We haven't even got into all we have to study today. What a message just right there. I'm handpicked by God. Can we pray? Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I, we handpicked like I'm handpicked by God. That is so powerful. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. We thank you, Father God, for your justice. We thank you, Lord God, today as we renew our mind in every spiritual truth and we consecrate ourselves to us that we are receiving the full benefit of who you say we are. We are chosen. We are adopted. We are hand selected. We are hand picked. Father God, give us revelation in your word today. Give us eyes to see Lord God. Give us ears to hear Lord God. Open the, the, the understanding of our heart so that we know who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. My God, extract the memories Lord God extract the memories lord god anything in our life extract it pull it out pluck it up anchor and anchor us in your truth let us be resolved in your word my god i feel the spirit of boldness coming out of some of you my god I Thank you, Father God, that we are bold. My God, we thank you, Lord God, that we will not continue to replay, Lord God, the, the pain, the hurt over and over again, Lord God. Thank you for your resurrecting power on this situation. Thank you for your resurrecting power, Father God, on our minds. My God, we yield to you today, Holy Spirit. We yield to you today, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us how to rightly divide your word. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I magnify you, Lord God. Bring us into all truth today. Bring us into all truth today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. And Jesus is with us. My God, let the spirit of boldness 
Follow your people today, Lord God, that they be bold to shake the devil off, that they be bold to stand against every principality, every spirit of darkness, every demon, every, dip, every, every spirit of oppression and depression. We drive you out right now in the name of Jesus. You cannot exist here. You cannot exist in our home. You cannot exist in our minds. You cannot exist in our car. You cannot exist on this devotional. We drive you out spirit of oppression. We drive you out spirit of depression. We cancel the assignment of the enemy. You are a liar. You are a thief. You are a destroyer. You have destroyed us long enough. God gave us a word yesterday to advance and we walk in advance, right? Advancement right now. Holy Spirit, come, come into our hearts, come into our mind, come into us. Holy Spirit, come. My God, let us be anchored in your truth in Jesus name. Amen. My God, let's get into the word today. Thank you for dropping that. Hey, um, because I always forget at the end and it's just something God asked me to do. Will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? They've dropped all the information. Will you consider being an offering and we'll drop it again at the end as well. Just consider partnering with this ministry. You can go find out all that we do. You can find out all that we have going on. You can get connected. You can become partners. You can do whatever you want. You can find out how we feed the streets. That information is on the screen for you right now. I want to obey and honor God in that. So consider that. Consider partnership. Consider. Pray. Don't say I ain't partnering. Pray. Ask the Lord. Lord, um, do I need to become a partner with um, LMJ Ministries and he'll put it in your heart and if he leads you to it go go sow a seed today whatever we are in a whatever however he leads you just consider it consider becoming a part of this ministry thank y'all for that thank you for reminding me of that um, we are in a seven day consecration if you are new to the devotional welcome you are you you just hit the the beginning of our seven day consecration thank you for that mama Sandra you just hit the the perfect spot for our seven day consecration and we we are consecrating ourselves before the Lord because the Lord gave us a word yesterday that it was time for us to advance and that he was going to provide instructions for us over the next seven days so that we could advance. And the, the thing that he said to us yesterday was that there was a um, snag, like there were some of us that were feeling like we were snagged, that we were hung up and he was going to give us the things that we needed to get out of this snag so that we could walk into the advancement. I gave you three things yesterday. I'm just going to give you that. I'm not going to replay everything. One, everyone is given a kingdom assignment and no assignment is less important than the other. Your assignment has to have a kingdom agenda. If you're called to be a teacher, you teach. If you're called to be a preacher, you preach. If you're called to be a prophet, you prophesy. If you're called to be a stay-at-home mom, you stay at home. If you're called to be a wife, you be a wife. If you're called to be a daughter, you be a daughter. Whatever it is, you have a kingdom assignment. And your assignment has to have a kingdom agenda. It cannot have your own agenda. It cannot be according to Loria. It cannot be according to Nisi. It cannot be according to Felicia. None of that. Your assignment has to have a kingdom, kingdom agenda. Your assignment has to mark and bear the glory of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So every time we seal ourselves in communion, like when we've been sealing ourselves in communion, we're sealing ourselves in the fact of what God says is we're sealing up those wounds so that we can carry the glory. God is so intentional with us, right? We just spent all this time renewing our minds. We were on a, he, he is not like the way he leads this devotional will blow your mind. He spent all that time renewing our minds so that he can pour this into us. He was like, I know they need to renew their mind first before I give them what I give them next. And so we spent all this time. Remember, we went through the seven steps of how to renew our mind. If you don't know what the seven steps are to renewing your mind, you need to go back and get these devotionals. We went through the seven steps. You can see everything on YouTube. We went through the seven steps of renewing your mind, right? One of the first things we recognize, you ain't got to wait on no miracle to renew your mind. Second, you cannot think that you don't have control of your mind. You all, you, you all have, we all have control of our mind, right? Right. So those are the same thing. Second, God calls you into assignment. We don't call ourselves. My God, God calls you into assignment. We do not call ourselves into assignment, right? And once God has called us, he's called us. Remember, I talked to you about Moses yesterday, how, how the therefore moment for Moses when he killed the Egyptian was really the moment in which he realized or when something was awakening in him that his assignment was greater. 
And even though he tried to run from his assignment, and even though he tried to make up him a new assignment, man, we talked about generational complacency yesterday. If you didn't see that devotion on generational complacency, you need to go back and watch that. And so even though he was in a good place and he was good and he was feeling good about himself, he was not on assignment. Even though he was financially stout, that's why you have to watch yourself or you'll be confused. You'll think because the numbers popping off you good. Even though he was seemed like he was in a good place, he was not on assignment. And God met him right in that desert to say, this is not your assignment. <laughs> this is not, this is not what I assigned you to do. Third, that's why we have to renew our mind. Romans 12 and two, and not conform to the things of this world. Because generationally we've been conforming to some things. So today we're getting ready to get into Psalms 51, nine through 11. And today's message is don't replay it. That's what the Lord spoke to me. Don't, don't replay it. We have to stop the replays. We got to stop the replays, right? And so I want to define replays for you. And I'm going to give you the strategy. He's not just giving us words. He's giving us strategy behind everything he's saying to us. And the word of God for us today is you're going to have to stop the replays. You're going to have to stop. You're not going to allow, you're not going to be able to allow yourself to keep replaying all your mistakes. You're not going to be able to re keep replaying all the conversations. You're not going to be able to keep going over this over and over and over again if you're going to advance. And I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry and thirsty for what God has next. Like I'm hungry and thirsty for what God has next. So we're going to have to stop the replays. And according to what God taught us last week, we have control over our mind. We have control. We have control over our mind. And I'm going to show you how we're going to stop the enemy from coming against our mind through Psalms 51, 9 and 11. Replay Replay. Let me give you the definition for replay. Replay means, right, um, to play back. <laughs> to play back. <laughs> to play back. Like a recording on a tape, a video, or a film, right? So when we when we replay, we stop going for come on, Holy Spirit. When we're on replay, what happens is we pause where we are in our present moment. Do you hear me? We pause where we are. Come on, make it personal, Lord. We pause where we are in our present moment. We pause. We are in our present moment and we pause where we are and we wind the tape back and replay the situation all over again. Or we repeat something all over again. Or we repeat a sequence of events all over again. And God is saying to us today, you're going to have to stop the replays and how do I get off the edge of the devil playing with my head because he loves to play with our head like he loves to he loves to play with our head right he's a then what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to open and expose the vulnerable places of my heart to God I'm gonna have to open and expose the vulnerable places in my heart to God. And I'm going to have to ask God to deal with the vulnerable places in my heart. I'm going to have to do that. That's what I'm getting ready to have to do. I'm getting ready to have to be real intentional and ask God to deal with and expose the vulnerable places in my heart. I, I can't No, y'all. We can't advance. If we go back every time I pause and replay a moment, every time I pause and rehearse a cup conversation, every time I pause and try to say, Oh, I'm gonna do this differently. I just paused my presence. I just paused my presence. I paused my presence, right? Everything in the presence is now. Every time I let my mind go to anything that is not in the present, I'm talking about in the present moment. If I'm on the devotional right now and I'm thinking about last night, I'm not in the present moment and I'm missing what God is saying to me. If I'm dwelling on conversation, if I'm dwelling on acts, if I'm dwelling on anything that happened, can I tell you something? Some of us need to, you know, when memories come up on Facebook, some of us, those memories are not even healthy for us. Those memories are not even healthy for us. One of my friends was talking about how a memory triggered something in her and disrupted her healing. Do you know you can turn the memories off? You can search and go turn memories off. You do not have to have the memories come up on your timeline. All those memories aren't good for you. All the places of your pain ain't good for you to go back to. All your places of your pain are not, are, are, it's, it's not renewing you. 
It's not renewing you. It's not renewing you. Replaying the conversation It's not, it's not renewing you. But the only way that we're going to be, and you can turn those memories off. You don't have to see your memories. You don't have to look at those memories. You don't have to, you can delete things, right? And every time we pause, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're asking, we're exposing ourselves to the vulnerable places in our heart. That's what we're doing. We're asking God to help him, Tim, to deal. These are the strategies. These are the strategies. Ebony, me too. I've been deleting them too. I'm going to turn it off. I, I open, expose the vulnerable places in my heart to God. And I ask him to deal with him. Right? I ask him to heal the hate, heal the frustration, deal with the complacency, deal with the doubt, deal with the uncertainty, and deal with the fear. That's what I'm asking God to do. I'm asking him to help me to overcome the sin. I'm, I'm exposing myself in a way that I've never exposed myself before, before God. This isn't your, oh Lord, help me. This is me on the altar before God. When David was in this Psalms, he was in a broken place because he had sinned. And we know how sin is weighty and how sin makes us feel, right? He was in a weighty place. He was in a weighty, we, he is the weighty, my Angela, come on now. He was in a weighty place, right? He was in such a weighty place. And so when he started talking to God, he was asking God, he needed God to help him deal with his sins. And so he starts in the ninth verse. Come on, Holy Spirit, teach this. He says, hide your face from my sins. That's the very first thing that he asked him to do. He said, I need you to hide your face from my sins. I want to go over to Jeremiah 16 and 17. It says, my eyes are on, on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. You ought to bring it all to God anyway, because he knows it anyhow, <laughs> right? You ought to bring it to God anyway, because he knows it. He knows your deficiencies. He knows where you're upset. He knows where you're lacking. He knows where you're overwhelmed. He knows where you're consumed. He knows where you don't trust him. He knows like God knows absolutely anything. Right. And so David was asking him, he was like, hide my sins. He was really asking him, I need you to wipe away my sins. I need you to forgive me. I need you. In another verse, it says, I need you to purify me. My God. Have you ever just Lord purify, like purify me here. I need you to, I need you to, I need you to purify me. I need you to purify my thoughts. I need you to purify my mind. Do you know how much we struggle with because we simply won't ask him to purify me? Lord, I need you to purify me. You already know how I sin. And so, Lord, I need you to, I need you to purify me. That's what we're asking God to do. I, I need you to purify. I'm asking you, Lord, to purify me because this is way deeper than what I thought. <laughs> Because this keeps cycling up. This keeps coming back up. I keep replaying this. I keep finding myself in the same place, in the same position. And David was before God. No, I need you to hide my sins. I need you to purify me. I need you to purify my thoughts. Come on. Come on, Yara. I ex yeah, renew my mind. Expunge. Yara said expunge my record. <laughs> expunge. Expunge my record. My, I want you to wipe this away. I had never thought to ask God to wipe, I, I wipe this away. I don't want these memories. I don't want to keep repeating this, but I want this mess in the sea of forgetfulness, right? Because what I need, Zechariah 4 and 10 says, who dares despise the day of small things since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the, the, the hand of Zerubbabel. God has seven eyes. He sees everything. God sees absolutely everything. So then why wouldn't I expose my heart to the creator that created me and who only has, he only has the only capacity to heal my heart. He's the only one, no person, no circumstance, no situation. He is the only one that can heal my broken heart. He is the only one that can deal with the damages. Come on, eradicate. Somebody else said eradicate my thoughts.
Remove these thoughts from me. Purge me of these thoughts. I'm not going to keep replaying these thoughts. And I'm going to ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me because I know you're my helper because that's what John 14, 26 tells me. Helper, I'm sending you a helper. I'm sending someone to help you with this. So when I don't have the strength to walk away from thoughts that are not like God, my God. And then this is the next part. Second Samuel 12 and 13. David said to Satan, Nathan, I've sinned against the Lord. The Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sins. <laughs> you are not going to die. Do you know what happens when you repent? Right. Do you know what happens when you position God, when you open your whole heart to God, when you say to God, you know what? My my motives of my heart expose the motives of my heart, heal the hate in me, deal with the frustration in me, deal with the complacency in me, deal with the doubt in me, deal with the uncertainty, deal with the fear. Just like Nathan told David, God has forgiven you. You're not going to die. Right. Because he pushed himself in a space with God when he said, created me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit in me. He said, you're not going to die because he asked God. He said, I want you to expose every hidden motive of my heart, purify my heart, blot out all my iniquity. Deal with me right where I am. And then I need you to blot it out. I need you to erase it. When we repent. When we repent, it's a turnaround. Do the moment that we repent, and this is the part that so many of us that have fallen from grace, it's been hard for us to see. The moment that we repent, God no longer holds that judgment against. He doesn't. The repentance changes the direction of everything. See, now it changes the repentance changes the direction of everything, and so. God is not judging us by that moment, by that sin, by that thing. He's not. But unless you expose it to him, he cannot deal with it. You got to expose. You're going to in this process right here, you're going to have to let God reach into the depth of your heart and pull out the dark, murky things that you've been hiding behind other things. You're going to have to open your heart and just lay prostate before him and say, I need you to get this out of me because this is hindering me. And if you are replaying it and it is constantly coming up in your head and it is an image that is before you that is in your heart. That is in your, that is in your heart. That is in your, that is in your heart. If you replay the thoughts, if you replay the memories, if you replay the image, if it's on repeat, I don't come I don't care if it comes up in five or 10 years. That is in your heart. It's in your, it's in your heart. That's in your heart. If you got negative attitudes towards people, if you having a hard time forgiving somebody, if you having a hard time accepting where someone is, all of that stuff, all that frustration, that's in your heart. <laughs> that's deep down in your heart. That's in your heart. You're living with that thing. You're eating and living with it. That thing has you immobilized. You're immobilized. You don't even realize you're immobilized. Well, when I come to the point where I replay it, that's where I am. So the next thing that David begins to say him, he says, Lord, I need you to create in me a pure heart. And when I, when I begin to study on the word create, really, he was asking God, give me a brand new heart. <laughs> that, that's, that's what he was asking God. He said, I need you to give me a brand new heart. <laughs> I need you to give me a brand new heart because this old one is a hot this old one, I hear you, Lord. This old one, this old heart, this heart that's been fractured, this heart that's been worn out, this heart that's been broken, this heart that's been miserable, this heart that's been frustrated. He said, I really need, I really need, I, I, I really need a brand, I, I really need a brand, I really need a brand new heart. <laughs> I need, I really need, I need, I need to be at the top of your transplant list. I need a brand new heart. I need fresh perspective because my heart is where my deep seated belief system is. My heart is where my values is. My heart gives me direction for how I live my life. My heart is what's been teaching me how to love. My heart is what's kept me anxious. My heart is what's kept me overwhelmed. My heart has been deceitful. 
when my heart has been deceitful. And so he was really saying to him, he said, I really need you to give me a brand new heart. I really need you. I'm really asking you, Lord, I need a brand new, like I really need a brand. I, I need a do over. I need a start. I need a start. My heart has been in heart failure. I need a whole brand new heart. That's what I'm asking you to do. I need a brand new heart because if I'm continuing to replay the same things over and over again, if I'm continuing to walk in forgiveness, if I'm continuing to be stuck, if I'm continuing to be deeded, defeated and everything that I need and that I have is inside my heart, man, I need God. I need, I need some, I don't need, I don't need you to repair. I need you to, I need to do I need a brand new, I need a transplant. I need you to put something new inside of me so that I can love like you caused me to love daddy so that I can live like you caused me to live. So I, so, to, so that my heart does, doesn't deceive me. Psalms 24 and four, it says the one who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. Psalms 78 and 37, their hearts were not loyal to him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Anytime we are struggling with not being faithful to God's covenant, those are issues in our hearts. Anytime we're struggling with hate and bitterness and racism and ugliness, we don't have God's heart. We don't, we're not meditating. We're not sitting in God's heart. Matthew 5 and 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. My God, God, I want to see you. And so, Lord, if I want to see you, I'm going to have to deal with these issues in my heart. You're going to have to purify my heart. You're going to have to give me a brand new heart. Acts 15 and 9 says he did not discriminate between us and them for he purified their hearts by faith. My God, he purified that. So that means I've got to trust you to purify my heart and I don't trust myself. I'm not leaving this heart transplant on myself. I'm not going to try to do this to myself, right? I'm not going to patch this. I'm not going to make this up, Christine. I'm not going to patch it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I need a heart. Come on now. Come on now, Julia. I need a new heart so I can, Julia, I need a new heart so I can even love me. I need a new heart so you can even, so I can even see how you see me. I I need a, I need a, I need a brand new heart. Ezekiel 18 and 31 says, rid yourself of all the offenses you've committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die? People of Israel. Rid yourself. So if he's saying rid yourself, then we have the authority and the power to rid ourselves of all offenses that we've committed that anybody else has committed against us and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why would you die like this? Why would you live like this? Why would you stay stuck like this? When God has already given you the permission to advance, why would you continue to live in your own filth? Why would you be the dog that returns to vomit? When he said, rid yourself, get rid of yourself. And so how I get rid of myself is, is I position myself. I position myself. I place myself at your feet. I place myself in your arms. I open myself up. I expose myself to you, Lord God. My God, I open myself up. I'm not going to resist. I'm not going to resist. I'm going to open myself up to you. I'm going to bring all my brokenness to you. I'm going to talk to you about my frustration. I'm going to talk to you about my pain. I'm going to talk to you about where I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to expose my most vulnerable. I'm going to talk to you, daddy, about what they did to me. I'm not going to hide the molestation. I'm not. I'm not going to hide the abuse. I'm not going to hide how it made myself. I'm going to position myself at your feet. I'm going to open myself up and I'm going to let you search me so deep until you pull things out of me that do not be. Why would you die like this? Why would you die like this? Why would you live like this when all resurrecting power was in his hands? My God, my God, my God, my God. So renew, renew the steadfast, renew a steadfast spirit in me. Lord God, I need to become steadfast in this. I need to become steadfast in this. I need to stay in this. I need to stay in this. I need to rest in this. I need to be conformed in this. I don't need to get up until you complete this. I don't need to move until you're done with this. I don't need to know. I don't 
don't need to move until I'm transformed in your image. My God, renew a steadfast. Let me be steadfast in this Lord. Let me remain in this. Let me trust you like never before. I need you to pour your spirit out upon my flesh, daddy God, because I don't want to live like, come on now. I don't want to die like this. I don't, I don't want to die like this. I don't. So I'm going to have to stop the replays. I'm going to have to expose my heart. I'm going to have to be exactly where I am. And then this is what I, I love because David pleased with him. And he said, and do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy spirit away from me. I'm not going to be able to do this without being in your presence. Psalms 27 and nine says, don't hide your face from me. Don't, don't turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me. Do not forsake me. Psalm 71 and 9 says, do not cast me away when I'm old. Do not forsake me. My God, Psalms 138 and 8 says, the Lord will vindicate me your love. Lord endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Basically, David was like, Lord, I, Lord, I need you. I need you and I need the Holy Spirit. I need you and I need the Holy Spirit. I don't need, I, 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 no, I need you. And I need to hold, do not hide me from your presence. I've been restless. I've been wandering. I've been overwhelmed. I'm over consumed. But if your presence does not go with me, if you are not with me, if I am not hidden in your rock, if I am not in your tabernacle, I am not going to be able to complete this. David had gotten to a position in space that he knew he could not advance without God. He, he knew he could not advance without God. He knew he had, he knew he said, I cannot advance without, I cannot advance without God. I cannot Ezekiel 33 and 15. If your presence does not go with me, if your Holy spirit is not in me, if I am not, if you are not with me, I am not going to be able to advance. So let's recap this one. We got to stop the replays. That's God's assignment to us. I've got to quicken my mind quickly to stop the replays. At the moment that my mind begins to replay a circumstance or a situation. And how do I get the edge over this? Is by allowing God to pull up the deep-seated belief systems, the core things that have been in my heart for a long time. If I'm going to get rid of the replays, God has got to deal with my heart. God has got to, I have got to position myself and allow God to deal with my heart. If I'm going to get the replays, because the only thing, the reason these things are coming up in my mind, right? Is because they are in my soul and they have seeped into my heart and I need a brand new heart and I cannot advance. I cannot go. I cannot advance without you, God. I cannot move into what you're saying. To, I cannot, I cannot walk into the fullness of what you call me to walk in. My God, or if not, I'm going to keep being rebellious. I'm going to Psalms 106, 33 says, for they rebelled against the spirit of God and rash words came from Moses. I'm going to keep being rebellious, daddy. If you don't give me a brand new heart, if you don't give me a brand new heart, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep being, I'm going to keep being in the same rebellion that I've been in. If I don't get received and walk with a brand new heart. So we got to stop the replays. And then we got to position ourselves at God's feet and we got to ask God this morning, Lord, created me a clean heart. Give me a brand new heart, daddy, renewing me a steadfast spirit. Let me become a movable and shake. And, and this is what I love. He has God to renew a steadfast spirit in him. So wherever I haven't been steadfast, I don't renew it. Jesus, remember, Jesus completes me. I don't renew it myself. God, I need you to renew a steadfast spirit in me in order for him to renew the steadfast spirit. There's going to have to be an exchange. I hear you, Holy Spirit, and I'm going to have to give you the most vulnerable places of my heart. I'm going to have to deal with myself. I'm going to have to deal with my anger. I'm going to have to deal with my complacency. I'm going to have to deal with it. I'm going to have to deal with it all. I'm going to have to deal. I'm going to have to deal with my rage. I'm going to have to deal with my frustration. I'm not getting ready to pack it. I'm not getting ready to pretend like I'm okay. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have to deal with my uncertainty. I'm going to have to deal with my fear. I'm going to have to deal with my apprehension. I'm going to have to deal with my anxiety. Anxiety. I'm going to have to face myself. <sighs> Father God, I just thank you that you release us from anything that does not belong to you. 
You renew our mind and your word today, Lord God. We thank you for the chance, the restart, but that you release us, Father God, that you release us right now from anything that is not you, any thoughts that we've been having, any the ways we've been consumed. I just thank you, Daddy God, that right now you release us from anything that's not like you. And we receive that by faith. Can I tell you this? If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, that's where the release begins. See, I was in need of a Lord. I wouldn't. I, I was in need of a not just a Savior. I needed Him to become Lord over my life because I wasn't a good job doing a good job at being Lord over my life. Like when I was running things, it was jacked up. When I was messing up things, it was jacked up. When I was doing my own thing, it was jacked up. When I was on my own, it was it was jacked up. I'm just being honest. I I wasn't do. I wasn't. You might have, I was not good at being Lord over my life, right? I was not, I needed a savior. I didn't need, just need to say, but I needed him to become Lord of my life. I needed him to become Lord. I needed him to become Lord of my life. And I had to do that by accepting Jesus Christ. And so if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, this is where it began. Just invite him in. Lord God, I need you to become Lord and savior in my life. I've sinned against you. And I'm sorry for my sins. <laughs> I'm asking you to come in my heart and take away my sins. And I'm going to do my best to love you as best as I can. Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And can I tell you something God promises us? Him that cometh unto me. I will no wise cast out. That's John 6 and 37. Romans 10 and 13. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's it. Stop the replays. Push and position our heart before God. Rest at his feet. Don't move until he deals with the things in your heart. These next seven days going to be intense. But I promise you, if you stay in position, God is going to do a brand new thing for you. That God is going to do like God is going to do something so new. I'm believing God because can I tell you something? I truly believe in this season. I need something brand new. I truly believe in this season. I, as much as I've been rocking and rolling and doing, I truly believe what God is trying to show us in this season. We need something brand spank new stuff has been great. We've been growing in our relationship, but I think he's taking us into a place in which he, we need something new, brand new, brand new in this season, something that's going to take us and carry us. So Father God, we thank you for our brand new hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. I love you so much. I love you more than anything, but I know that God loves you too, and he is not going to leave you lacking or incomplete. Stay encouraged. Chew on this. Meditate on this. Before you go to bed tonight, go back over your notes. Read the scripture, ask God to give you a clean heart, lay yourself before him. Do not just rush and go to bed tonight. The effectiveness of this is going to be because you meditated on the morning and you meditated in night, right? Meditate on this tonight, like meditate on this before you go to sleep. Read this scripture. Don't forget, read your Psalms 91 in the message Bible. Take that for your family today. Take authority in that. Stand in this word. God is going to do, I feel it. I feel the breakthrough. I feel the change. I feel the shifting. I feel the repositioning. I feel the opening of my eyes. I feel it. When he showed me this morning that I lack nothing, that was my eyes being open. When you got revelation, you lack nothing. That is your eyes being open. For all my ladies, I'll see you back here tonight. 6 p.m. Ladies Bible study. If you're not a part of the group of ladies Bible study, can you guys pray for the fervency of God to be in Bible study tonight? I want God to show out. I want to see him tonight like never before. I want to experience him in a greater way. I want to, I want him to 
I want him to deal with the chaff. I want us to have an encounter with God like never, ever before. Will you pray that for Bible study tonight and invite someone in? And if you've never attended Bible study, come attend Bible study tonight. Invite somebody in. Say, you know what? I want you to join me in baby, ladies Bible study tonight. Invite somebody in. I love y'all so much. Thank you, Jess, for dropping that. You have information. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.